Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Ron and Anian. Now, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Hi, Ron. You need to cry on your shoulder for a bit here. A yes. 2005 Nissan Central went to put the oil dipstick back in the engine. The top of the uh, dipstick broke off. If you got a problem, don't care what it is. If you need a hand, I can assure you this. I can help. The car doctor. Like I said, it's a two-man operation. You're going to positive pressure the crankcase, and then somebody's got to catch the diphtic tube when it comes flying up because it's never going to completely come out. And as soon as you let off the air pressure to try and grab the dipstick, it's going to fall back in, and you're going to get frustrated. Ask me how I know. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. We have an awful lot to talk about this hour. We're going to talk about, well, when you went to school, did you pay attention in math class? Remember when you took algebra and you were plotting those points on the X and Y axis? Well, we're going to talk about why that's important. And we're going to also talk about a few other things on what it takes to make a good technician this hour because I think it's important because the technology 
is really starting to exceed the ability. And it's a struggle every day for all of us out here trying to fix cars. And it doesn't matter under whose banner you stand. Uh, the amount of knowledge you're going to have to possess and the, the constant upgrading of skill levels is going to have to be there in order to keep this country going. So uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that later on this hour. But right now, let's go to Bill in Iowa. Gee, Bill, a 38 Chevy, um, and we want to put electronic ignition in it. Tell me the story. Uh, we've got a 56, 235, 12-volt system. I've eliminated the starter on the floor, so it's a push-button starter. And when I go to start it every time, if it sits in the garage, it's all in mint condition, I have to give it a smell of ether, and then it'll start. It'll fire right up. I think I've got a carburetor problem, but once it starts, I can shut it off, and I hit the chrome button that activates the starter, and it's running immediately. And it runs perfect. Will electronic ignition be worth the investment. I don't think so. It's a two it's a two thirty five with a vacuum advanced distributor. You want, follow me? Yeah. Yeah. You yep, know what yep, I mean by yeah. vacuum advanced distributor? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh now have you this is out of a fifty six Chevy if I understand you correctly? Yes. Okay. Yes. So basically And the motor's been Yeah. Go ahead. You were gonna say the motor's been overhauled. No, go ahead. The motor's the motor's been overhauled. Yes. All right. So the problem with it is that it's a hard, cold start, and it starts okay warm? Yes. All right. So before you go to crank it, have you opened up the choke and hit the accelerator? Do yes. You, do you see a shot yes. of fuel? Yes. Yes. So, it has a, it has a uh, vacuum advance choke on it that comes off of the manifold for heat sensor. Okay. So it's a big spring. It's a it's a Rochester one barrel carburetor that was designed for those fifty six two thirty fives. Right, but listen, let's let's break it down into simplicity. It's either spark fuel or mechanical. All right. Right. I don't I don't care I don't care if it's sitting on the living room floor and you're trying to start it. It doesn't matter what vehicle it's in. If we've got proper voltage to the coil, if we've got fuel in the carburetor, it's got to go. Yeah. Right. We're in agreement with and that, that, right? And that little, and that little bit of just a smell of ether right in the carburetor activates that, makes it fire. It does. And whether the and whether that's got gas, extra gas or not, I'll always get a fire. So that tells me my spark is perfect, or it wouldn't make the ether snap and well, make it fire. See. So what have you done to test the spark? Nothing. Okay. My so, finger, well, finger on the spark plug wire. I, I put new spark plug wires in it, new rotor cap, uh, and right. it's been, you know, just one of these deals. All right. So let's so. let's let's do this. Okay. Let's do this. Do you have a voltmeter? Yes. Do you have twelve volts at the coil? I will have to check it out. I'm not at my car. I'm in. Right. A, I'm an agriculture man, and I'm out here listening to your radio in the country farming. Gotcha. I, I, I dig it. So I would want to know, do we have 12 volts at the coil key on not cranking? Do we have 12 volts at the coil key on engine running? You know, we'll are, have to are, try that with right. the are, tester, are, you are, bet. Are we experiencing weak ignition? All right. Uh, I 
And that's as much know. of a question. We'll that's as much of what you're talking about. Right. And that's as much of a question as a statement. Do you yeah. have, and since you're on a farm and you're going to fix all your own equipment because farmers do that, you guys are real handy, uh, besides feeding us, you do that very well, by the way. Thank you. Do you have, do you have a spark tester? And this could be, uh, this could be something uh, really I simple. I can get one. I got a mechanic that, uh, I just need to take my car to him. He fixes all our vintage tractors. I'm in the vintage tractor scenario. Okay. That I drive on parades and uh cool. And I've had my car now are you sitting down? Yeah. Since nineteen thirty eight. I got it in nineteen sixty two. Wow. I've had it ever since nineteen sixty two. It's in mint condition. I have had it to California and back. I've had it to Biloxi, Mississippi in the military and back and we are very proud of it as part of the family. Let me ask you this, Bill. How long have you had the problem? Uh, oh, probably probably a couple years, three okay. years. I just deal with it. It'll, yeah, I nah, get it started, we got to And once I get it started, it runs perfect. Nah, we got to be able to fix that. I want you to do a couple things, yeah. all right? I want you to take the air cleaner yeah. off. I want you to go out there and try and start it. Before you do, I want you to open the choke flap, take a flashlight, look down the throat of the carb, stroke the accelerator pedal once or twice. You should get a good, solid, clean shot of fuel. All right? Yes, because that accelerator pumps in the bowl of that carburetor. Right. If it doesn't start, if it doesn't start, don't try to start it. Take a spark plug out. Are the plugs wet? Are, Are they fouled? Okay. All right? We've had, I, 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 you know, do, do we have too much fuel? Do we have an internal leak in the carb that it's draining down? I see. All right. Yep. Then I want you to get a spark Super. plug. A spark plug tester can be nothing more. It looks like a spark plug with an alligator clip soldered to it. Yep, yep, yep. And it will yeah, put, I know what they look like. Yep, it'll put yeah. duress on the ignition system so that you'll know if, you know, 35,000s gap in atmosphere is a whole lot different than 35,000s gap under cylinder pressure. If it can fire right. the, if it can fire that special plug in atmosphere, then it'll fire under cylinder pressure and we know that the ignition is good. Let's do some yeah. basic testing. All right, sir? I think my I think my plugs I you put them in at either 32 or 35,000s. Right. Yeah, and that's, put new plugs in. Yeah, and, you know, the the gap at 30 to 35 it's not going to affect it all that much. You know, those those no. those things weren't that fussy. The only other thing I want you to look at is, all right, well, there's a lot of things I want you to look at, but what I want to think about is when, <laughs> when you get it running, check, yes. check, check a couple of things. I want you to check base timing. I want you to take a look at does the vacuum advance work properly and does the, yes. cent- does the centrifugal advance work properly. Is is, cent- okay. is is the centrifugal advance, and follow me here, is the centrifugal advance, are the weights frozen open, which would cause the distributor timing to be set wrong, which changes the moment where the points open, which obviously affects timing, and it might affect the way this car starts. Oh, okay. So, you know. Because I know when it's, when it's running, I can manually turn the distributor with it running, and it, and it, Runs perfect. It doesn't screw it up when I manually advance that distributor with it running. Okay, we should see we should see some kind of a change in the way the engine runs. Oh, okay. 
I, I mean, okay. logically, right? Take take any engine. Back in the day, if you if you advanced yep. a retarded yep. timing, you would change the way that engine ran because you you affected power level by right. advancing or retarding spark. Right, because that's what that automatic advance distributor does. It it changes the timing to make it get hotter. Right. Well, not yeah. hotter spark. It it changes the moment. Think of it trying to walk out your door, your front front door of your house. Okay, it's it's yeah. en, it's elongating your steps so you get there first before the dog, so the dog doesn't run out and you can catch the dog before <laughs> it heads to the street. All right. There you go. You're 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 advancing spark. Yeah. All right. Uh huh. So do those things. Call me back. Uh-huh. Let me know how it works out. I'm curious. Hey, we'll uh, check with you in a couple of weeks or so. I okay. called about two years ago and had a visit with you once. And uh, I appreciate. I'm back at you. Let's try to listen to you every weekend. So you do a good job. Thank you, sir. What are you farming and, this week? Uh, what do you got farming out in the field this week? What are you growing? Uh, we're making hay. We're making hay. We cut and raked and baled hay. It's dry. And what so are you we're d- making hay for our cows? Okay, and I was say, uh, we yeah. have a little niche going. Yeah. I want a little PR here. Yeah, we supply home-raised Iowa grain-fed beef to the local locker in Anita, Iowa, for retail purpose. Oh. And with this virus deal, that locker is booked clear out into January, February. God bless you. We thank you for your time, Bill. Oh. Hey, give give some give some numbers. Give my number out. And I'll see if anybody calls me. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, you take good care. You're too funny. We'll talk to you in a couple of weeks, my friend. I'm Ron Anany, the car doctor. We are back right after this. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's all last and faster. Second gear. Alina, last and faster. Third gear. Hang on tight. Last and faster. Faster. 
want to name the car doctor? 855-560-9900 is the car doctor's 24-7 phone number. Give us a call, leave a message, we'll get back to you. Let's get on over and talk to Todd in Wisconsin, 07 Nissan Maxima. Todd, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Well, I've got an 07 Maxima, 147,000 miles. Um, air conditioning went out okay. last week. And the first thing, of course, I checked was recharging it. Right. And that didn't seem to change anything. So then in doing more research, I um, read that possibly the cabin air filter could affect your air conditioning. So I changed that. That changed nothing. And then I read, check your air conditioner fuse. And and I checked that. That's okay. I put a new one in anyway. Then it went to um, check your air conditioner relay switch. But I don't know which one of the relays is the air conditioner one on the fuse box where they have everything labeled. It doesn't label those. So I don't know which one it is. And then I also stopped at one of the auto parts store last night and she said, well, before you check that, check your cooling fan. And she said, turn your defrost on and make sure your cooling fan is running. So I did that and the fan ran. I turned it off and the fan stopped. Okay. So with that, she said uh, the cooling fan relay is fine. So that points the next thing to check, I thought, would be the air conditioner relay. Okay. Let me and ask after you, that, me, I don't know. Let me, let me ask you this question, Todd. Sure. When you say the AC doesn't work, is the compressor coming on? Oh. Is the compressor engaged? Well, as far as I know, it's just blowing. It, it, you know, the thing was, it's, it's, when, when the temperature outside heats up, we've had like 90 degrees just about every day here this week. Right. It blows warm air. In well, the morning, yeah. like this morning, I turned it on. It was reasonably cool, but not cool. It was more like it was just you had the fan on. L- listen to the question, baby. Um, okay. Is, is the compressor clutch engaged? If you lift the hood, well, the, if you lift the hood of the vehicle and have somebody turn the AC on, and you're looking at the mm-hmm. face of the compressor, does the clutch mm-hmm. engage? Yes or no? And, and that I can't tell because I haven't had someone help me, and I can't tell by looking at it. There's okay. so much stuff. Well, yeah, so well, that I can't tell. Okay, so that's that's sort of key here. All right, because otherwise, okay. all the rest of this is fluff. Mm-hmm. All right, we're, okay. we're 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 trying to diagnose this thing by fluff. This is this is yeah. simple. This is, does the compressor clutch engage? If the compressor mm-hmm. clutch okay. doesn't engage, why doesn't it engage? All right? Right. Um, okay. is, is there no power to the compressor clutch? The, the, the control circuit, all right, for this, so example, the AC relay on this car gets grounded by the central processing unit, which is located in the power distribution box under the hood. All right? Mm-hmm. The body okay. control computer controls the central processing unit through data lines, and it also tells the ECM that the AC request is on. The BCM gets an AC request from the AC control unit, which you control from the dash. The AC control unit is in the control head. When you turn the switch on, it tells it, hey, do this. It tells that. It tells this. It tells this. Boom, the compressor comes on. There's like three computers and four relays involved in this. All right. Oh, okay. So sure. before we start bouncing around and saying, you know, well, it's you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Simple question. Yeah. Does the compressor come on? All right. Okay. Always simplify it. What can you do visually? Okay. All 
All right. It doesn't right. matter what what the girl. And I'm not discounting what anybody says anywhere, but it's just let's let's go for mm-hmm. basics. All right? right. Now, here's the clue that I want you to walk away with when you take it in for somebody to diagnosis and they can't figure it out. Okay. This mm-hmm. gener this generation maxima. If the engine is overheating, or if the vehicle computer thinks the engine is overheating, all right, uh-huh. it will prevent the AC from coming on. Oh, interesting. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and put an AC cooling fan in it because we already know it works. I'm not telling you to change a switch. What I'm telling mm-hmm. you is this diagnosis, like a lot of diagnosis today, code scan, mm-hmm. tell me the basics. Learn to look okay. at data. All right. Okay. Co- coolant right. temp, coolant temp, air intake temp. All right. I've gotten in the habit over the years. I will walk outside for some of the most ridiculous problems with a car with a scan tool in my hand. Somebody tells mm-hmm. me the headlights aren't working. I've got a scan tool in my hand. I'm walking out, oh, okay. and 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 as as a matter of recourse, I'll plug in. I'll look at coolant temp, intake temp. I'll look at distance traveled since codes cleared last before I even start the car. I'll, okay, I'll do that a makes com- sense. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do a complete code scan because sure. I'll, I'll be working on a headlight problem, and then two days later the check engine light pops on because fuel trim is out of whack. I did a, <laughs> um, I did a timing belt on an 07 Honda Accord this week. Got all done, did the timing belt, did the water pump, went around the other side, took off the air intake duct, and did a thermostat. And I noticed the air intake duct was torn on the back side. That was okay. going to become wow. the next problem, right? Yeah. I had yeah. a I had a 2011 Honda Odyssey this week. Fuel trims were, didn't even look at fuel trims. It came in for an oil change. And I noticed, yeah. the, I noticed the air intake duct was torn on the back side. And when I looked at fuel trims, they were at 22%. Where's the fault code occur? Mm. 25%. That was going to okay. be the three days after I did the oil change, my check engine light came on. What would you do to my car conversation? Yeah, really. My, my, my point is codes tell us an awful lot. Get in the okay. habit of looking at them, whether you think it's yeah, that was... problem or not, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's what's next. All right, brother? But do this. Get somebody to Sounds look at the good. compressor. Right. Look at the compressor. Okay. Is the compressor on? Okay. If the compressor's not on, why isn't it on? Call me back next week. I got a ton more information for you. We can talk from there. I'm Ron Anani and the Car Doctor. We're back right after this. It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. 
Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Alright, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot, fast, and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're on the name of the car doctor. Let's go over and talk to Joe in California, 2002 Chevy Silverado. Joe, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Yes, sir. I talked to you last week. And since then, I got the problem fixed with the crank sensor. Okay. I got that. uh, After I talked to you, I checked the crank sensor and it works. Although, it doesn't start the first time. And sometimes it takes two or three times to start. You know, try it. And a spider, you know, like a, like a backfire, a small type of backfire. Right. So is it is it but fixed? Is, right. Pardon me? I was going to say, so is it fixed now or not? Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's been working real good since then. After I talked to you, I checked, you know, the crank sensor, and that's what it was. Okay. But like this morning, I went to start it. And I tried the first time, it didn't. And then the second time, it looked like But then it starts. And it runs good after it starts. So it sounds like it's still not fixed. So what causes it? So it sounds like it's still not fixed. Well, I wouldn't say it's fixed 100% in that case. Because it should start right away in the first time. But right. a lot of times it does. Right, so it sounds like it's not fixed. Because it's still, it's backfiring out the intake is what you're telling me. Or am I misunderstanding? But, it's not, but yesterday, it didn't do it. I started, no, not yesterday, the day before Thursday. It didn't do it. Well, don't, and, don't, uh, don't look at the fact that it ran okay yesterday as a reason why it's broken today. You know, is it... Is it well, a, it did start. Is it on a consistent basis now, backfiring and not running right? No, it's run, well, after I got it started, it runs, it runs good. After I got it run. Okay. Which is a, I, 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 you know. Right. Maybe getting too much gas or what? Something like that. And it does run, but you know, but it runs all to backfire real out. This time it didn't backfire out, just like sputtered, you know. Right. 
Uh, well, I'll tell you what. First of all, we got to get you on a better phone connection, Tom. We got to get him on a better phone connection because I can't really hear him. But let me answer, let me finish up and answer the question this way: If if because it's hard for me to hear him. If the vehicle is not running properly, does it do it on a consistent basis? All right. Number one. Number two. If you have the old part, since all we're doing is part swapping, put the old part back in. Does it make a difference on how the vehicle runs? Does it change the tone? Does it go back to being consistently on a no-start? If I remember right, this was a no-start problem the last time uh, you called. I think this is the vehicle you purchased, and the engine hadn't been run, and you bought it not running, and now it runs. Just because it only had one problem, or just because it had a bad crank sensor, if that's what it was, doesn't mean it's only got one problem. There could be other things. This is the engine that was rebuilt. Just got to continue the diagnosis. It's hard for me to hear the phone call. I'm sorry I couldn't answer it better, but you got to get on a better phone line when you call in. It would definitely help. Let's do a quick piece of email. Hey, Ron, I spoke to you about towing with my CVT. I have a, I have a question. I had my 2015 Honda started by AAA uh, roadside, and the technician did exactly as I would. It went positive to positive and negative to negative directly to the battery. My battery does not charge uh, does not appear to charge real well, even though the terminals are perfectly cleaned. I saw a YouTube video on things. Do not there be a sensor on the negative terminal on the way to the ground. That sensor is somehow connected to the computer, and the computer gets screwed up. The computer needs to be scanned to reset. The Honda dealer said, I never heard of that before. What is the best way to jumpstart a car? To, is it too complicated to change a battery in these newer cars? Kind of a convoluted, twisted-around email. Maury. Um, Maury, if you're telling me you had the battery jump-started, all right, then... It sounds like you're telling me that the battery is not scanned or is not charging correctly. Uh, yes, it was jump-started correctly. And is the charging system working? Yes or no. There are some very specific test procedures on newer vehicles because the onboard computer does limit the amount of or how it charges and fields the alternator to provide charging. So if you're, I don't know what you're using to measure this, uh, the computer does not get fouled up by jump starting if it's done properly and it sounds like they're doing it properly um, I'm not sure what sort of an issue you're having here uh, because if the system was not charging you should have a check engine light on and a low charge rate coming out of the PCM telling you that it's a low charge rate now keep in mind depending upon the load Hondas are equipped with an ELD electrical load discharge or electrical load distribution if I remember my abbreviations right that under certain conditions, the system will not charge until it sees battery voltage drop below a specific point. Like I said, to test the charging systems on newer cars, they have to be done under very manufacturer-specific processes, usually headlights on, heavy load, and things of that nature. So take a look at that. Um, there is a reset that has to be done, a battery service monitor reset that has to be done to Hondas as well as some of the other vehicles out there. Not all of them have it as of yet. They'll all go to it where they do a reset telling the onboard computer that the battery has been replaced. I believe Honda has that as well. A lot of vehicles have it right now. And um, perhaps that's what they're referencing. But um, uh, it sounds like your question is it's not charging right. Got to do the test right. I don't think they did it. So I hope that answers it for you, Maury. 855-560-9900. Ron and Andy, The Car Doctor. We'll be back right after this. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. 
If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com slash automotive. That's Amazon.com slash automotive. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep... The real danger is in your hand, when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. We're on the name of the car doctor. Let's go over and talk to Mark in Virginia, 2000 Plymouth. What's going on, Mark? How can I help? Hey, Ron, how you doing? I really appreciate your show, man. Thank you, sir. I, just mentioned I got, the, got the 2000 Plymouth Grand Voyager. Back okay. in March, started having some problems with the ignition cylinder. You know, you turn the key and it would kind of get stuck and then you turn it back off and then you have to turn it on. Right. It would jam. Car on. It would jam. The tumblers yeah. inside were going bad. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So eventually, end up buying a new cylinder. Okay. So it worked okay, but then about two weeks later, the same problem came back. So I said, okay, let's try the switch. So I went to the other side and got one from an auto store, and I found out and I looked inside the the actuator had eaten away from the plastic part. Right. Okay. Put that put that on. About two weeks later, <laughs> we're back at square one. So I replaced the J case fuse and I flipped the what's called the relays from the horn to the start and vice versa no problem new amp new 10 amps fuse so I'm just thinking ahead do I need is there something underneath that steering component that I need to replace 
should I go to the junkyard or buy one new before the next two weeks and I'm stranded somewhere? Well, let's <laughs> let me let me back up a second. When 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 you purchased the original lock cylinder, you, well, well, what was the original complaint? Was the original complaint that it wouldn't start, or the original complaint was that the lock cylinder got jammed? Yeah, it would. You would turn it on. You have to turn the switch off, the lock cylinder. Then you have to turn the turn it all the way to the kind of like you have to push it in and then turn it. So the lock cylinder, I guess maybe that was the issue. But um, like I said, I'm, I'm kind of like back at square one. Okay, so so right now, what happens is it, is it that the lock cylinder is mechanically jamming still, or is it that it doesn't start? It doesn't start. It, occasionally, it still won't start. I have to jiggle it and then push it, you know, then push it in and then turn the key on all the way again. Okay, does the does the lock cylinder have good smooth movement? Sometimes it's a little rough, I would say. Okay. If you disconnect, if you take the ignition switch out and just put the lock cylinder in the column by itself, let's let's break the components down alone, right? Okay. And yeah. just 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 lock cylinder and that and that top housing that it sits in. Does it jam? Does it stick? Sometimes it sticks. Sometimes okay. it does. All right. So then I've got to say you've still got a problem in that housing. Let me ask in you this. housing. Let me, okay. Let me, okay. Let me let me ask you this question. Where'd you get the lock cylinder from? I bought it online from J.C. Whitney. Right. Let's go to Chrysler and get one. Trust me on this. Cry- okay. Trust me on this. All right. <laughs> um, trust me on this. And here's the reason why. The gypsy stuff, if I can call it that, I don't know if that's politically correct, but you know what? In my world, we don't worry about political correctness. We just want to fix cars. And if if, if if the gypsy or the cheaper stuff, if I can say it like that, doesn't fit or it's sloppy in the way the die cast is put together, now you put, oh, it, now okay. you put it into a slightly worn housing that's 20 years old, that's a little beat up. Yeah. Now you've got yeah. a loose, sloppy part with a loose, worn, sloppy part, which makes a very sloppy part. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now it now it now yeah. it now it doesn't, you know, mesh correctly. So if you get a new piece from a good vendor, it doesn't have to be Chrysler, but in this case I'd go to Chrysler, it would just be easier. Um from a keys are just a pain in the butt. There's just no other way to say it. And you're gonna get a good quality part from Chrysler or whoever, but Chrysler's the only one that's gonna really make it at this point if it, if they still make it. You've eliminated half the steps. You know, you, you've, All right. you, you know, you've eliminated, you know, a good quality part always takes a diagnostic solution on a repeat back to the middle mm-hmm. because you know this much is right. And then you've got an additional problem further on. You got to look at it. But every time I had this problem back in the day when mm-hmm. there were more 2000 Chryslers running around and, you know. In, in New Jersey, I think everybody's got too much money because those cars are all gone now. Uh, um, uh, and, you know, it was just put a lock cylinder from Chrysler, we were done. Close the hood and down the road. All right. But, you know, like I said, look at it. You know, take, take the electrical portion of the switch, disconnect it. Just try turning the key. If that key feels notchy and it, it, mm-hmm. it feels like you're struggling to turn it, then, yeah, it then, did, yeah. Yeah, then you've still got a problem either in the lock cylinder or the housing. Okay. Re- re- remember what new stands for, Mark, all right? And then I'll let you go. Do you know what new stands for? 
Uh, give it to me. <laughs> N- Go never, ahead. Never ever worked. So don't think just be- <laughs> don't think just because it's a new part. It's yeah. it's 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 a good part. Do you know what Plymouth stands? By the <laughs> okay. way, do you know what do you know what Plymouth stands for? I know what Ford stands for, but tell me what Plymouth stands for. Please leave your money out under the hood. I gotta go. No, right? <laughs> I gotta go. Well, you be well, my friend. All right, you take good care. Oh, I'm telling you, it's uh, the days of fixing cars. So eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Running in the car doctor. We're coming back right after this. It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Michael Rappaport, and my wife, Kibi Rappaport, starting May 8th on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ron and Andy and the Car Doctor, Bruce Long Island, at your service, sir. How can I help you and your Maxima? What's going on? Okay, we have a 2007 Nissan Maxima. Right. And a couple of years ago, we started losing the uh, the charge in the AC, and I got us through two summers with it until about a year and a half ago, the compressor finally went. Okay. And this is all occurring around other major incidences that were affecting us. Right. And uh, to finally took it in at a pretty price, had the compressor replaced. They supposedly put in a new compressor, and then... Uh, 
six months after the compressor was put in, it started getting warm, and it seems we lost the charge again. Okay. Uh, so they told us that we'd uh, they'd have to check it for additional leaks, and I managed once again with the 134 a refrigerant with the sealant in it to keep it running. I thought maybe you had something that might work a little bit more effectively and longer lasting. Here's here's why I don't like sealants in AC systems. Okay, um, the the real question is how much do you like your mechanic? And and, and I, uh, go ahead. Chain mechanics. I don't have any good qualified mechanics that aren't ready okay. to stick their hand in both pockets. Okay. So so here's why I don't like sealant in AC machines. I don't. I don't do any AC work on any on any vehicles at the shop unless I test the system first, and it's usually from an established customer that I know. When a strange AC car comes in and they say, hey, I want you to charge the AC and work on it, if I'm suspicious, I start an inquisition, and here's why. If somebody has put sealant in the AC system to prevent the leak or to try and repair a leak, where does that sealant go once I recover whatever refrigerant is there? It goes into my machine my $7,000 air conditioning machine which is very right. de- which is very delicate <laughs> and it, it if it ends up hurting my $7,000 air conditioning machine oh boy Ron's not happy so oh, I hear you. you know in all fairness to everybody I'm just not a fan of AC system sealant uh, repair um, it used to be okay it's become very widespread use I used to have other thoughts on it I've changed my opinion over time ask me why so you know, it's got to be diagnosed. You know, the condenser failure really has nothing to do... I'm sorry, the compressor failure really has nothing to do with the leak. It just happened to be a system that had two problems. My my one concern at this stage is what kind of shape is the rest of the vehicle in? How many miles are on this, Bruce? Over 100,000. Okay. So, you know, it's it's... If Bruce had to replace this car tomorrow, could he do that? Can you afford to do uh, that? It would be difficult, but uh, okay. I'm sinking more money into than what the book value is worth on it now. Well, and and chew on this, right? A car is only worth what it's going to cost you to replace. All right. There's an awful lot of really good three and four thousand dollar cars out there that maybe need three thousand dollars worth of work, and people will say just that. Hey, you know, it's it's costing me more money than the value of the car. Yeah, but it's 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 twenty five to thirty thousand to replace it, right? And you know that's a whole nother conversation. Your biggest issue, you need a mechanic. You need somebody that's going to give it a little TLC, go over it front to back, think about oil consumption because of the age, think about the condition of the exhaust system because of the age. Catalytic converters are not uncommon failures on those cars. Radiators are not uncommon failures on those cars. But to look at the whole car, the whole car, look at everything, top to bottom, left to right, and then come back and say, here's what it needs now, here's what it's going to need in six months to a year, and then Bruce can decide, hey, do I want to keep it down this road or do I want to replace it with something else? Um, it's got to be a dollars and cents decision, Bruce. Dollars and cents, S-E-N-S-E. Think it over. Call me back. I'll be glad to do what I can to help you. I'm Ron Anany in the Car Doctor reminding you this time, each time, every time, for the best time. Good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.
It's the time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. If you're gearing up to get outside, Amazon Automotive is here to help. Whether you're hitting the beach, the trail, or somewhere in between, you'll find great deals on parts and accessories for your car, truck, motorcycle, or RV. Simply visit us online to customize your vehicle with a wide selection of floor mats, bike racks, camping equipment, power sports, accessories, and more. Get going today at Amazon.com automotive. That's Amazon.com automotive. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Snakes, zombies, sharks, heights, speaking in public. The list of fears is endless. But while you're clutching your blanket in the dark, wondering if that sound in the hall was actually a footstep, the real danger is in your hand when you're behind the wheel. And while you might think a great white shark is scary, what's really terrifying and even deadly is distracted driving. Eyes forward. Don't drive distracted. Brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.